Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are, episode the big 4 The big Epi- 4 Episode 40, with a few extra ones in between there. <laughs> the naughty 40. <laughs> naughty 40. Um, and this week we bring you our, some of our favourite horror video games. Well, we thought we'd, uh, we'd go a little bit off movies and kind of cover another kind of... Uh, entertainment another media form um but still keeping it horror and we'd kind of take a look back at some of our favorite horror video games obviously our past two episodes have been about the resident evil films um and this is kind of inspired by that a little bit isn't yeah. it you know it's inspired by some video games that we've played growing up or we've played recently and just kind of those fond memories of it really and where we'd rank them and and kind of some of our personal recommendations as well that we might recommend to people um as always, when we do this, we are limiting ourselves to one game per franchise. Yeah. So similar to how it would be one film per franchise, just one game per franchise. Um, and we're not really ranking them, are we? This is just three of our no. favourites and three recommendations. If you're a horror fan and like you most like, there may be a chance you've played several of these games. But if not, it is the season for gifting. So, you know, if you've got a horror fan out there and you don't think they've played many, then they're... This also might give you a little festive list of games to put on your list to Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, write those lists like Bobby on Christmas Eve. We'll be tucking them into bed. (laughs) Getting them nice and warm and ready. I'll be keeping my, leaving my uh, carrot and glass of sherry out for uh, Rudolph and Santa. (laughs) He'll have his uh, machete under his pillow unless Krampus comes to play. (laughs) Yeah. Or Santa. (laughs) Or Santa. Depends what Santa's up to. I'll catch him one year, you know. Um, (laughs) Because that year he tried to suck on your candy cane. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't have my machete. Yes. Um, so, I mean, as always, we started this off quite well. I didn't I didn't go straight into talking about heat again <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Pacino and De Niro. It's still on my mind. Because he's robbed ru- the illusion now that this is recorded at separate times <laughs> and not back to back. Yeah. So if you heard the last one, then you know what we're talking about. If you didn't, then... Oh, go back and watch the last one. <laughs> yeah. There's right. kind of a there was kind of a three parts to this. There was Resident Evil Raccoon City, Resident Evil the game, two games followed by discussion of the game. I went really posh then. Did you, you hear did. that? You did. I was like, two games. <laughs> two <laughs> games. Um, so I'll let you kick off, Monkey, because I'm I don't know. I've, I might have kicked off the last one. I can't remember, but I'll let you kick <laughs> off. You just said me kick off, and then my brain's gone blank as to what <laughs> yeah. I'm actually thinking of. What games am I talking about? What yeah. games am I talking about? Okay, um, I um, I think I'll kick off with one. So, in uh, I think that we've both discussed before, and that we knew was on this, and I knew had to come on here because, and we've talked about this before, but it's good to refresh. It was a long time ago. I think this came all the way back to our first episode, top five memories, okay. and I'm pretty sure this was a discussion point in it. So this is until dawn. Yeah. So this definitely came up in that episode, and um, and 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 partially this is on favorite. Not only is it a great horror game, 
really well suspenseful keeps you on the edge of your seat and also it has the multiple choice and you have to make really big decisions in the game um but it's it, it is partially because of the memory oh yeah it was because you know this is you know um we did it do we do it twice i think we, we did, did it twice, twice. In one night, different i think we had a few different people either side but we did we've done twice in a row where we've played this as a whole kind of party of us like yeah it's probably the biggest time i've ever done anything like this before where we just had people together just so happened it was like a you know a friday or a saturday night and we yeah. were just like let's fuck it. it let's do it here's a new game i think you might have come around with it or something like that yeah. like and we were just like why don't we just fucking give it a go and you know, and it was is the fact that we literally all stayed up and played. And it was also, I think, one of the times, I don't know if it was the second time, was also one of the earlier times that you had all met Charlotte, my yeah, partner. Yeah, it was, yeah. And she joined in with the game. And she doesn't even, she like, definitely at that time anyway, she's got more used to it now with me being <laughs> the horror podcaster and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But um, she wasn't, like, a huge horror fan. But I remember her saying, that, like, back then it was, like, one of the few first times that she felt, like, proper integrated into the group kind yeah. of thing. Because we all did it together. We all took it in turns. We passed around. Everyone had a go. Even we people that aren't gamers. Charlotte's not a, a gamer yeah. at all, but we all had a go. Well, I remember we each had a character, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we kind of decided was who was who. And, you know, and, and you know... It, it's also this game has got some like great actors in it. It's got Oscar winner Rami Malek in it. Yeah, it's got Rami Malek in uh, it. He's in it. It's got Hayden Panettiere. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the half of the other ones. Well, I know it's got Rami Malek in it. It's got Hayden Panettiere. Oh, it's got uh, Peter Stormaine Peter Storm in a really in good in some really good cutscenes of like a where you don't quite know what's going on. Where he's kind of the therapist in a therapist's yeah. office and you're listening to him. Um, oh yeah, I just noticed a couple of the other ones you've picked up. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Fish. There's some of these are much younger actors that some people might not know. Uh, Brett Dalton, who uh, who's out of things like um, Agents of Shield and stuff like that. So you know, there's some quite notable actors in this, and this is one of those. You know, we had a rise. We did have a kind of rise in video games where you had actors really, and we've had more and more of that. You know, As specifically from um, I think it's Supermassive Games who made this. Um, I'm ninety percent sure it is. Um, yeah, Supermassive Games, yeah. published by Sony, um, and it was a fa- it was a sleeper hit because I remember um, I remember buying this on a whim. Um, I heard about it. I heard it was kind of a choose your own adventure style game, um, and I bought it because I heard you know it was a it was kind of like a slasher film as a, as a video game, you know. It had this kind of butterfly effect mechanic to it. Um, so I thought, okay, it's got to be, you know, something that I'll probably play once. But I must have played it so many times. Yeah. It's, I mean, they went, um, under Supermassive Studios, this was a massive hit for them. And it got quite a lot of, like, multi-year end games. I think stuff. it was quite a bit. It was, like you said before, I think it was more, it was a little more like a word of mouth. It just started, yeah. it kept going and going. So it was one of those where, it wasn't like, I don't think out the gate it was straight away a huge hit, but if I remember, I think I read something on it that it kind of, it, it was like, almost like it's like one of those films at the box office where yeah. it starts off with fairly low figures, but it just keeps staying in the top 10, like kept going. Like yeah. People kept saying, you've got to play this game, you've got to have a go at it, and like as we said, like it's 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 amazing as you playing by yourself or in a big group of mates, yeah. it is an amazingly easy playable and it's scary. 
and it's also the fact I love the fact that although it's got that butterfly effect kind of supernaturally as parts it, like at points in the game, yeah. it's also very much at the same time as well is like monsters, but it also sometimes feels a bit slasher as well. A little bit, it, it yeah. It kind of combines all these different kind of genres into this one game, and you've got the like the the setting as well, the kind of what is it, kind of alpine resort yeah. kind of thing. You know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. And just, you've got to be really quick with it. I always you remember when you've got them, like, chasing after you down and you've got to keep, like, tapping the buttons to kind of jump, duck, jump. Yeah. You've got that kind of formula to it. But at the same time, you're also trying to, like, attack them to keep them away. So it's not just your standard, like, you know, crash bandicoot in my head. Because <laughs> yes. it's, it's kind of like, it, there was a bit of a, like, a, when you're running away from the boulder and stuff yeah. like that. There's a bit of that to it. But it's in a horror setting where you've got these really creepy and then one poor choice and one of your mates is dead. And that was the cool part is that when we played it as a group um, and each person was playing the character, um, because a lot of the characters can have these random deaths and there's multiple ways in which you would do it, your actions might screw over somebody else's character yeah. and then it would come to them and their character would die and it was and it, yeah it was just it was a really fun experience and i think the game itself is is something you could play on by yourself over a couple of nights you know, yeah quite casually or you can rinse through it in one night you know it's got that kind of replayability to it really oh yeah because it's got multiple endings and things that change you want to play it in different ways so even though it's not a it's not actually that long of a game. No. Uh, the fact that we were able to complete it within a few hours of like yeah. being in a group. Well, you know, more than, it, it took us. It's like we started at like six o'clock, everything or something like that. And we yeah. were going until like two o'clock in the morning. Something like that, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, and even for us, it like spawned as a group of friends. Kind of like that. It was like, not only were you experienced those moments together, you're like, oh shit, like, oh, my character's dead. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Um, and it also spawned with our friends group. It spawned like, we're Rip Dog. Rip Dog. Yeah. Rip Dog became uh, the, 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 the classic dog that you love in that game. <laughs> yeah. And when that dog is, you know, Rip. When he's Rip. You're li- yeah. We were literally like, oh, fucking hell, what? Rip Dog. Yeah. And then that, for some reason, just continued. I don't know how many times we said Rip Dog. Anytime we hear, like, dead. Oh, right, Rip Dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pull, awesome. Pull one out for your Rip Dog. Pull one out for the Rip Dog. It's, it, so, yeah, it's it's one of those things that forever is going to be, like, near in our hearts, I think, because it literally was such a nice kind of moment. Um, and I also think because not just the first time, but the fact that we were able to recreate it weirdly, which is something you normally can't do that second time, that proves that this is playable many times and still as enjoyable years yeah. later. And I think also because the second time it's one of those like weird, like as you grow up, because the, there was at least, I don't know, a year or two between the first and the second playable, isn't it? It must have felt like a, a while. Little, it was, was at least a, a year while, yeah. or something. Um, but that last year, that's like the one of the last times actually I remember certain members of all of our groups actually being together at the yeah. same time. So it was a nice kind of fitting. And it's that, that, that thing that like, I don't think any other game, because it was like a horror and some people were scared of it and kind of drawn in by it. And some of us were like yeah. properly, but it also had that multiple choice. I think that for me, the horror element actually is kind of what drew us into it even more. Yeah, definitely. I think we were all kind of like, as if we were literally, and this is what the purpose is, but literally participating in a horror film. The same way we've talked about the horror films are like one of the few things where I think if you watch, say, an action film as a group, yeah, it can be cool. If you watch certain other films as a group, yeah, it can be a thing. But watching a horror film as a group 
is one of the few things where like, oh shit, like some people have freaked out their mind. Some people are laughing, loving it. Some yeah. people find it funny. They some can... people find it, everyone has a different reaction to horror. They're books. extremely inclusive in that way, aren't they? Yeah, and know? I think that's the only horror, and this horror game is one of the few things where I can think of where it brings everyone together. We've such a really good cast, good story, and good multiple choice in the fact yeah. that you can replay it. Um, I think that's about it, but that is that is why I couldn't say no to this game. That was awesome, and I, the interesting figure, super massive games have gone on to make another free, just like they it. have. I haven't actually played any I've, of the other ones. I've got yet. Man of Medan, so that's that's the the follow up one, and that's kind of like a ghost ship. Yeah, I've got that, so I think we'll have to get everyone together to do that. Um, and I think Man of Man of Medan had has got some famous actors and actresses in it. Then they did Little Hope. Which has got I know it's got oh, Will yeah. Poulter in it, yeah, um, and it's got a couple of other ones, and that's more about kind of witchcraft and a small village kind of thing. And then they've just released another one. I can't remember what it's called. I, I keep wanting to say Blood on the Sands, but I think that's Fifty Cent's game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's about um, it's about soldiers um, in kind of a Middle Eastern country in a tomb or something like that, and it's supposed to be the best one that they've made oh, really? um so still to... the same kind of style yeah exactly the same style okay um, yeah I'll have... So we'll have to look into them because they, they're these games that you can play together and it's kind of like doing it's, it's like a choose your own adventure but with friends you know yeah and this is the this is the the, the uh, like the part with me as a especially now as a teacher where it's literally like i hear all these great games it's like Back when I was at like uni and stuff like that, I had plenty of time to play all these games and you know, all the different like we've just been discussing Resident Evils and stuff like that. And the fact that basically I remember playing up to Resident Evil 6, then I became a teacher and I couldn't play anything anymore because I have no yeah. fucking time. So, and even then, I'm not as well versed as old Uncle Bobby over here. Yeah, <laughs> um, he, like he's uh, he's an avid, avid gamer, whereas I don't. I would like to be more of a gamer, <laughs> but I'm just not. So I there's a lot of update ones. That's back in the day until dawn is like one of the last years I had where yeah. I had free time to do it. Now it's like if I'm lucky, yeah, that's I get it. to play a couple of hours in probably like I don't know a year. <laughs> <laughs> I've I I mean I would have said Resident Evil, um, you know. And I think I will still say Resident Evil. <laughs> I assumed that you were going to say Resident Evil. But I'm going to get it out of the way. I mean, <laughs> and what I'm going to say, the one specifically, is the Resident Evil remake. Um, there's a lot of games in the Resident Evil franchise, um, and a lot of them are very, you know, um, I would say a very, can be very hit and miss. I mean, Resident Evil, you know, the first one, the second one, absolute classics, Nemesis, is amazing i never really played code veronica um and then obviously yeah. resident evil 4 is a bona fide classic oh, and awesome game. yeah and for that me was the one i would have if i was yeah. going to talk about resident evil that's the one that's hit me most is resident evil 4 see i would have because it's it is such an iconic game you know you've got the you've got the complete change from zombies to uh, ganados you've got the you know the over the shoulder mechanics um and that actually came out around the same time as this other really cool game i played called cold fear which oh, was yeah, set yeah. aboard a um i think it was like an oil tanker or something yeah, like that I know which game. it was really cool yeah. um but it, it wasn't quite resident evil and then obviously you have you know dr salvador with the chainsaw you get yeah. to the castle which is amazing 
But for me, the whole setting, the whole well. setting it's just is creepy little villagey kind yeah. of, you know, town. You know, and um, I would, but for me, like Resident Evil Four, I don't. When you get to the island and you get towards the end, and the enemies start having guns, I start, I start enjoying it less, and I usually stop playing there. To be honest, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. It's definitely better when it's this almost this suspenseful creepiness of yeah. the original games. The but, more it gets into the action elements, I think, is the more it did lose it a little yeah. bit. When they when we go into the castle and some of the you know the enemies have crossbows, I'm not against that because that feels authentic, you know, for this strange yeah. cut off village. Yeah, to this strange area. Yeah, but when they start having AKs, and <laughs> yeah. it's kind of for me, it's a bit like, oh, I wish we we could have just had more at the castle and less here. Yeah, and I would then follow that up with recommending Resident Evil Village absolutely fantastic and an amazing return to form but i think that the the 2002 resident evil remake um it's on gamecube game oh yeah Love it. it was just it was just incredible because not only did it did it update the original resident evil not just graphically but we you know when we when we nowadays we get a lot of remakes of games and remasters yeah. and a lot of the times it's kind of this Kind of almost like a lazy, just a they just polish the graphics up and just do that. Yeah. Whereas with this, you had whole other sections of the game were added. You know, we had the we had the outhouse was added. We had the whole Lisa Trevor boss fights and the whole character which was added and the lore behind her. Um, and I mean, just gameplay wise, it's just incredible. The visuals of the new zombies, the 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 way in which they kept it with. The fixed cameras, which love it or hate it, is iconic and is and just creates this sense of horrid atmosphere. It just added so much to it, you know? yeah. And it really, for me, it took um, it took Resident Evil in to a and horror games on their own into this whole jump up, you know. It definitely did. I think because I I remember the it, it, it but even with the whole the, the cameras and stuff like that. It still felt a little bit more fluid than it did on the original PlayStation yeah. One version because I remember playing the PlayStation One version, and I could never really get along with it because it had the whole you know I always do the click clack yeah click, click clack click clack click clack you know that whole um, yeah that um, whole kind of like that movement the way you moved and it felt so like boxed yeah like you kind of had to move in certain ways and stuff like that you had to like and when you were searching for things that was great but it was that kind of it just felt so lacking in yeah different as whereas i feel like a little bit more of that came in the gamecube version even though you were still doing the kind of the click <laughs> yeah it felt like you were more free to move in kind of ways whereas in the original i felt like you were very much like as if you were on set courses where you had to stay in this line yeah. and that line you know and then there's so there's things that they you know that they changed so for instance, the a lot of the music has, went from this kind of weird, almost sixteen-bit kind of weird stuff. Like if you listen to the basement theme from the director's cut, really fucking weird. Um, and funnily enough, the the person who did the um, the basement theme for Resident Evil, I'm going to find it now. Um, it, he basically, um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um, <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Um, so it was a guy called um, Mamura Samagochi. Um, he basically made the... 
he made this you know this director's cut music um and his whole vibe was basically was that he i think that he was blind and deaf and that he was a composer um and then they ended up finding out that he you know um he, <laughs> he wasn't actually and he was just conning people um but it's just this ab it's just absolutely hilarious um but the, the updated of the music the the updated you know opening of the video where you kind of have the first person view of them searching the forests it, it's just such a beautifully put put together game and it just haunts me um and i don't want to talk about resident evil anymore because i know we spent three episodes talking about it so with that i will i will move on to yours <laughs> Okay, um, so for mine, um, <clears throat> I'm going, um, I'm still saying kind of relatively modern with my next one, um, but they're games, of the few games that I've actually got to play in the last few years, they're actually some of the few that I've actually played, yeah. and actually played all the way through, when I've had my summer holidays, <laughs> uh, basically, like, it's like one game, what one game am I going to corrode, um, and it's uh, The Last of Us. Okay. So, um, yeah, The Last of Us. Uh, I'd heard about it for so many years, obviously, on PlayStation 3. I had a PlayStation 3. I never played the original one. Exactly I didn't play it until I got to PS4. In fact, I didn't play it until I got a free download of the <laughs> game, the remastered one. Uh, that's the first time I played it was the remastered version. I'd heard about it for so many years. It had been on like my list of games that I always wanted to play. I'd heard what's such a good, not just as a horror game, but as a story yeah. and gameplay in general. I'd heard how amazing it was. So to finally get to play it, and you know, it's nice, I guess, I got to see the updated graphics and stuff, which was quite a good remaster kind of of it. Um, not that it needed a huge amount, you know, there wasn't loads. Yeah, but to it do. was a late gen, it was a late PS3 game, yeah. so it looked good anyway. Yeah, they so kind of buffed it up. Buffed it up a bit, a bit of hasty, yeah. you know, things like that. But it, you know, in all respects of that, it just is. And I, I, I don't know how much I can talk about it because I don't know what hasn't been said. It won exactly. all the awards, it won all the other things, but it still just felt like, as recently as a horror game, it is one of the few that recently has like got me. And and its sequel as well. It's, you know, sequel, it's mixed results sequel. I, I won't say any. I won't give any spoilers <laughs> about what happens. You might already know certain I things. I know what. But, but... Um, you know, but I won't give any spoilers away because I know games different. Some people don't get to them for a while. Don't get yeah. around to them. Some people get to play it opening. And this one, I did. I uh, don't often be able to corrode something. Yeah, I maybe. But corrode. that is, I literally got through it in like not that long. Actually, you know, yeah. it took me. I don't know about couple of days or something like that and i was through it yeah i'm sure you and alice played it around the same time to be honest because yeah. i know she really really liked it as well and it's that thing of exactly the same thing happened for you so um dan played it when it kind of first came out but i'd heard of it before then i heard of it when it was in development yeah um and i always used to look get stuff like games master you know those magazines and i always used to read um about these up and coming games because i'd be like well if i could find a game that sounds cool enough then i can start saving money i can get it when it comes out and i heard about the last of us and i was like oh and at the time i was really into like open world games yeah and i heard it was kind of had zombies in it or some kind of infection and i was like this is going to be cool and then i heard that it it, 
it, it was an open world game and it was a you know it was a narrative kind of game and i was like oh, i don't want to play that anymore. i was because it because it went from being this sounds like survival horror to this is more kind of horror action adventure so i was like i don't want to play yeah. that so I, I completely missed it um and then dan played it and dan was like it's one of the best games i've ever played and i was like okay i'll i'll, I'll try and get around to it and then exactly the same thing happened with you i got the um i got the ps4 remaster and I played it and I got up to the fir- the part where you fight the first clicker. Yeah. And I was I I just couldn't get I couldn't get into it so I thought you know what fuck this I stopped playing it for about a year. And then I couldn't I didn't have anything to play. <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm at, I'm gonna, I'm just going to play the last of us. I'm going to finish it whether I like it or not just because so I can say I've done it. And then I replayed it and I, I, the same thing happened. I kind of got to that part and I was like, this is okay. And then I kept playing it. And eventually I was like, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, it wasn't something I instantly loved, but no, it snuck up on me. And by the time I completed it, I, it was, I was just blown away by it, you know? And it's yeah. one of those games that just leaves that impact. It, it, it definitely, it, like the, the, I mean, it is, it's, it's one of the few times where I don't always have many, you know, the there are certain narrative. There are a lot of games that have a story and a narrative, yeah. um, but you know they're not always the best of quality. No. You don't always want to listen that much. Like for instance, like certain ones like Metal Gear Solid yeah. had quite good ones. Yeah, but sometimes even then, I was still a little bit at times like. I kind of just want to play the game now. Can we get on with it? You know, especially what was it like? What was it? Metal Gear Three or was it Four? Four. Four. It just had like an hour, lot like a really free, no. not was it an hour long or long? The, the end credits was like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's it like was, a movie. Yeah, yeah, it was literally like its own movie. And it's like oh, I feel like we can tell these stories, and this is what The Last of Us does. It tells the story. It does have some longer ones, but most of the time you're part of that story. Yeah. And you make choices that are almost integral to part of that story, or at least it makes you feel like you're integral to the story, and you're following um, Joel and why am I blanking on it? Ellie. It is Ellie. Yeah. I always think because she because everyone used to say that she looks like Ellen Page. Ellie Page. Ellie now, Page yeah. now. Um, but they, yeah, that's what they used to say. Like if they're going to make one, it's they're going to do it, and then they're going to use at that time Ellen Page. It was you voiced know. by Ellie Page as well, wasn't the count Ellie? It, was it voice I'm voice? sure it was. No, I don't know. It was. Um, I I know what she I looks know, like. I know Nolan North did. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't. This was a miscon. Like, that's what I mean. This was a misconception that she was the the okay. the visuals for and everything. It's. Um, I always thought. I can't remember what her name is. I, I uh, know Ashley what she Johnson. looks like. Ashley Johnson. Yeah. I always thought it was uh, Elliot Page. I know Ashley Johnson uh, because she plays the daughter in uh, What Women Want, the Mel Gibson classic. Oh, absolute classic. <laughs> yeah. Love that film. You might not like Mel Gibson, but I love that film. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember her for that because she has quite an iconic voice. I was like, I know that voice. But yeah, but people always assumed because it, uh, around the same time, uh, Elliot Page had done a um, a video game where it used whole body as part yes. of the game. Yes, what was it? Life, like, life is... Beyond? Or something? No. Beyond, maybe something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she used that same thing. So people assumed that she'd also done that because it looks so, so did much I, like her. Um, but no, it, that wasn't the case. Uh, but still, it was just. Um, but unlike the horror side of the game, I mean, you, you one you can get really like. I don't know if when you first gave up, it was partially because there was some scene where I got really fucking frustrated, like having to do certain parts and sneak around because some at some points it seems like the clickers are 
impossible to beat at certain points. Yeah. Like you've got to really be tactical about, which is a great part of the game, but it's also one of those games where I was like, fuck's sake, like, yeah. I've done this. Like how many times is that? Fucking hell. It also has that visceralness to it. Like the kind of that zombie films and post-apocalypse films are allowed to kind of explore like the yeah. road. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, kind of has that Vigo. Vigo <laughs> kind of has that downtroddenness to it, you know. There's a yeah. there's a game called um This War of Mine. Oh yeah. And it's amazing. It's a it's a plat it's like a 2D side scrolling game. And basically all it is is it's about um each time you start it, it's just it doesn't tell you how long it's gonna it's how long it goes on for. And it's about a war happening in some unspecified eastern european country and you have a set you have characters and you just have to survive so what you have to do is you have like during the day you can build stuff at your house and collect stuff and then at the night you either have to let people sleep let people guard or send people out and it's it's one of these games where it's really grim like the first time i ever played it this is like an rpg it's like rpg kind of the first time i ever played it i had this one character um and i went to this it when you go out it gives you set areas you can go to and the more days you get into it the more risky areas you can go to yeah. um and i went to this cottage which had um which was just run by these two old people um and i stole all their stuff and my guy got really guilty about it and started to get depressed and then i went back there because i was like they still have some stuff and the old man was like, please don't take our stuff anymore. And for some reason, I don't know, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. I just caved his head and killed him. And then my character got really depressed about that and ended up just leaving and going off to do whatever. And it's that, it, and The Last of Us kind of has that visceralness about it where it's like society's rules don't apply anymore. Oh, yeah. But consciousness and morality kind of does. It ha- you know? Yeah, it has that kind of, and things that, quite a lot of things in recent times, uh, if I think to, you know, these aren't these are like more like a you know mutations aren't yeah they, kind of they are yeah. um Fungus. but it, but it has a kind of and it also kind of built on that kind of i don't know the walking dead or something like that yeah. kind of like the the facts that the humans are actually probably just as deadly as the you know that kind of scariness yeah. of like you're not just scared of them you're also scared of the people around you and what they're going to do and you're really invested in like when they join a new camp like what the fuck's going to happen with these guys kind of thing that same kind of yeah that same kind of thing where you know something's going to go wrong that it you know it does and that certain people are just completely against you and that how are they ever going to get through this and you've got that constant dread of these two characters that you really start to love yeah and the horror that happens to them in some scenes like they get some like graphic things happen some violent yeah things, some really horrible scenes strung up and stuff like that and you know it it really does build that dread in that sense that this world but it also at times makes this world look so beautiful oh you're yeah. like riding on horseback and you're looking over the, the hill on the forest and you're seeing over the like the mountaintops when it's like, snowing oh yeah, yeah it's like it's gorgeous and like at the same time you but it's because you feel like you fully go on this adventure with these two characters you know you fully feel like you're there but that helps on those scary scenes because you're constantly like what the fuck is going to happen and i will say that that kind of continues into the second one where you've now got this dread of like they've survived it are they really going to be able to do this a second time yeah are they going to make it 
Um, and also, you know, although I said I, I went for it fairly quickly, it doesn't feel like a short game. I, like I, I, I say a couple of days, it might take a bit more, like a week or so, actually. Um, it is a long game. Because I remember, um, like, I remember with both the first and the second one, there's a bit when I was playing it, I was like, oh, I've, got, I've got to be like, yeah. I've been playing this for a while. It feels like I've done it. We've done a lot of story. And there is a lot of storytelling in here. Um, and I feel like, especially, and the, even more with the second one, where I was literally like, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm definitely, this feels like we're building to the end now, end of yeah. the game. And it turned out it was literally like halfway point of the game or so, where yeah. I was like, holy shit, holy shit. They've kind of told one story and now we're going to tell a completely different, like not a completely different story, but we're going to tell this from a completely different perspective. And it's nice that it kind of twists you in that way. So I wouldn't say the last of it is a full on horror nonsense. It's not yeah. like a, uh, like a, alien isolation where you're constantly like you know yeah. and another great like kind of game but um but it as uh, in terms of storytelling i mean i would kind of agree that for me this is literally one of the best narrative yeah. stories i've ever played in a game yeah i remember it was hit out of the park man. you know the, the second one as well there are there are several great games out there like this but I don't know how many have really made it as well as this is. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, and it's, it helps for me that it includes both, both like, I really like that kind of like apocalyptic, but kind of like rural life kind of idea. Yeah. And I also love the fact that it's kind of also is still a kind of horror game. Definitely. And some parts are truly like the clickers and some of the monsters that you kind of go against are truly terrifying at points. Yeah, it's grim. So yeah, it's a... But again, it's kind of redundant to be saying this because it's like, you fucking know that. If you're yeah, listening, but... you know, you know, you've heard this a million times. But if you haven't played it, seriously, give it a chance. But like you, I think at first I was like, oh, I don't know how far I'm going to make this with this because yeah. I'm getting frustrated or I'm a little bit like, oh. Because, but it literally is once you get past those first points of them, like getting through the city and getting out, once you get to those points when they're like in the wilderness and stuff like that and playing through like or going through like the university campus and stuff, yeah. those parts are just like amazing. Yeah, the like, university campus. Was push amazing. on through if, like, just push past that first bit if you're a little bit unsure. Yeah, let yourself love the characters because you will. Yeah, I would actually. You actually just mentioned my second choice, Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation. Yeah. Um, and this is another one of those games where, um, so it's a very, it's an, it's an interesting game because it's kind of it was an early PS4 game, um, came out to. Uh, quite good reviews but relatively low fanfare um yeah, and, did, yeah. Uh, i knew about it from you but i hadn't known about it before and it's it's an incredible Cause it's game because there's even like it feels like it wasn't that long ago and we've only had another one recently haven't we yeah which i haven't played that marine um fire team elite yeah, yeah oh i thought it was marine <laughs> that was colonial marines oh they that was before that was before this though yeah um, I thought it was. <laughs> but alien isolation so i mean narratively it kind of takes place um between alien and aliens and it's about um i think it's about amanda ripley trying to find out what happened to her mum and what happened aboard the Salaka and all that yeah um but kind of as a big fan of alien and aliens like authentically it it looks and it plays amazing the motion tracker kind of looks exactly like it does the sounds the atmosphere is kind of perfectly there but it also it does this whole idea of this stalking monster having the xenomorph stalk you. And it's good. What I really enjoyed about it is because, yeah, again, it took me some time to warm up to it because it's probably only, it's about four or five hours into it that this, the xenomorph actually shows itself 
you know yeah. before that it's the it's the working joes and it's these kind you don't really you you see bits of the alien potentially being there and this kind of stuff but you don't actually get it um and it's much more alien isn't it it's like more in alien. terms of the, like the suspenseful side over the action like say like the, yeah. the column of marines and well, yeah. the fire team elite those are much more the action they're more yeah, the aliens, they're aliens whereas this is this alien. is alien and it's it's just incredible i mean now I, I don't narratively i don't think it's that strong like i, I and it and it does it overstays its welcome. Yeah. It could have been about, it, you know, towards the end, you're kind of like, yeah, I, it should have ended a bit earlier. But just in terms of the, the way in which the actual alien is programmed, it's amazing because it's not scripted. You know, there, there's scripted events in the game. And we know, you know, you're going to have scripted events in games to move things along and so we can get, like, nice little set pieces, that sort of stuff. But for the most part, the alien just goes around and the yeah. alien will just actively try and find you. And it's it, it leads to these situations where you're just you'll be hiding under a table and you'll be what you know, you'll be looking around corners and you'll be using the motion tracker. But if you use the motion tracker, it will hear you and yeah. it will find you. And I would say once you encounter the first xenomorph, and there was this bit where when I first got to the part where I had to run away from it. I kept getting caught in a vent. I yeah. kept walking in this <laughs> vent and getting caught. I was thinking, what the hell? Why is this doing that? And I was like, why am I just randomly getting killed? <laughs> and it was because I wasn't looking and seeing that you can actually see bits of like saliva falling from the vents on the floor. So you kind of got to watch all of your steps. And it's just really it was, cool little details. Yeah. Like little hints that you need to be aware of your surroundings That's really well. And I'm, I'm whenever I play a horror game, I play with headphones on. Because it very it much is. It, it did kind of feel like an alien game that's very much like, say, we mentioned Resident Evil, but the, the early ones where it is kind of that suspenseful movement yeah. around looking at what's around you kind of thing. That it did feel kind of like that in a way, like they'd taken inspiration from like early, like that was yeah. kind of like, you know, a bit more. And it's a little bit more of the like, not stealth, but you know what I mean? Like the kind of you need to move around, yeah. you need to be observant of your game. That is the game, really. Yeah. And for me, like, I know a lot of people like Outlast and stuff like Amnesia. Um, I, I like Amnesia, the bits that I've played. For me, I, I'm not overly huge on games where you can't defend yourself. Because yeah. even if we were being chased down, if we got cornered, we wouldn't just stand there and let some fucking killer have at us. You, yeah, yeah. We, would tr we would try and defend yourself. And even though you can't kill the alien in this, you can craft... Um, you know, Molotovs that when it comes at you, you can try and throw and put fire down and later you get a flamethrower and even though like, I tried to kill it just to be like, what <laughs> happens? You can't kill it, it will run off but it will come back, you know, and it will try different approaches to you. So it gives you the ability to defend yourself but not make it so you can just like funnel enemies and kill them and not that you're completely defenseless and it really strikes a really good balance between them. Um it's a really cheap game now as well, and I think you can get it with a lot of the the DLC. I never played any of the DLC because they brought it out a bit later than when the game was already out. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's definitely a game that I would recommend. Yeah, it's definitely. I've seen it. It is quite. You can get. You can get it pretty cheap. Yeah, now, but yeah. Um, but you know, I was gonna. Now this was technically going to be mine, but as we're talking about this, I'm just kind of going to piggyback one on you okay, and talk about like not not in depth, but I'm just going to mention the fact that an alien game was technically my first 
my first when I first was loving horror films and stuff like yeah. that, first getting into horror, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street box sets, and I'd seen the original Aliens. I saw the original Alien when I was like five years old. Yeah, <laughs> that's so um, you know, things like that. So when I was first getting into it, and it's um, on PlayStation One, the Alien trilogy game. Oh yeah, Did you play it was like Doom, one? wasn't it? It was kind of a bit Doom. <sighs> so cool. Um, going around but that was also quite not only was it kind of actually but it also again they kind of programmed it so you did kind of had aliens that would kind of just pop out and appear yeah. or you were having to like blast several so it kind of was a nice mix of like a kind of that kind of stealthiness mixed with kind of at the same time just like the aliens kind of blasting kind of thing it does say trilogy so it did it was at a time in uh history when they were releasing a lot of they did like yeah um, I used to also love, and this isn't horror, but Die Hard, the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation yeah. 1, where you play the different, you know, where it would just play that music. And you're going through, like, the yeah. car park and stuff like that. Or when you got to number three, and it was, like, driving through Las Vegas or yeah. something. Like, even though that's not in the film, it's in the game. But, yeah, it was just, um, that was one of my first actual, like, real love of a game. Yeah. Especially a horror game was the alien trilogy where i think when i didn't have it anymore i was like so disappointed when it was gone i think i lost my copy or my brother took it somewhere and never came back yeah and i was so fucking disappointed that i didn't get to play a game because i got so into it because it was both kind of creepy and scary yeah even though you know look at you know look it up look at what the graphics look like, <laughs> yeah. like i'm like what the fuck how could you be scared of that but it's it's like the resident evil thing it's you know yeah, it, off it's the because time, you get it? so drawn into yeah. it and, and back, you, back then those graphics look like fucking amazing they look real like for, I, any, for any like new what is it gen z or whatever you know new the new children of the world the new children looking at this and going what the fuck is that blocking new thing? how could you be scared to us back then it was like oh God, what I, is this? I genuinely remember playing san andreas and cj's face and the graphics, maybe it was my mind filling the blanks, looked like they would on like a PS3 now, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I, like, I, like, I was thinking, I was actually thinking the exact same example, except I was thinking even further back. I was thinking Grand Theft Auto 3 and how much you yeah, yeah. love that and thinking, I thought that looked fine. And obviously, like I told him, well, I've been playing the remasters of that. And in my head, the old one still looked kind of like that, if a little less weird but yeah you know, it kind of looked like that anyway so it's weird the way that your mind kind of adapts to things now. yeah and you think like and we even look to be fair even when we look at screens and stuff today i look at it and go you know oh my god how could those, these things look any better now and then it's look, hard isn't it and it's weird and then you look back but then i think i remember that with like the ps3 and go fucking hell looking at the difference between the ps2 and going oh my god you know, I, I, you know, I'd say from what I've seen of newer ones, yes, the graphics are good, but there's nothing like that jump between PS2 to PS3. Mate, PS1 to PS2. Oh yeah, even that. Actually, that was a big. I remember my brother leap, coming yeah. home with on a mission. Those were big leaps. Nowadays, it doesn't like the PS4 to PS5. I can see it. I've looked at it. I don't quite see as the bigger jump as I did. No. Between those two, when it was fucking revolutionary yeah. changes, like oh my god, the first few PlayStations were like fucking hell. Each time you looked at it, were like. That was why you were like, I have to have this because it literally was like completely different gaming world. Yeah, like you went from playing Sega. Like I remember, oh, the, yeah, I remember the love of Sega. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the first console I had was Sega Mega Drive. Oh yeah, and it, like there's still was, one of my favorite. I've yeah, got, I've got the, you little, got the little word. One. Yeah. <laughs> I remember playing like uh, Chuck Rock and stuff like that, and these weird games, and it was like sixty bit or like sixty four bit. It was and yeah. going from that to the ps1 was like oh my fucking god you know yeah. and then going from the ps i remember having a ps1 and playing it and my brother had chris um had got his first job and he would just save and he would you know 
he would buy like a PS1, PS2 the day it came out, and the Dreamcast the day it came out. Yeah. And just the 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 generational jump at that time was fucking massive, man. It was mental. Like I remember yeah. what looking at on a Mr. Warlord. Every time like, it was new, it's weird to fit like even back then when it was like PlayStation One and then even like the GameCube to PlayStation One. Like not there was a huge difference, but there was a little was bit gen. of that. You yeah. Know? There was a little bit of that like it was it was like the Nintendo's next gen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Nintendo's next gen was always like if they released one between a new co- and an old yeah. console, it was kind of like the halfway point. It was like a the next gen. point five, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. But it was still like each time you saw a new one, you're like, fucking hell, how can this get any more like yeah. intense and immense? And yeah. So I'm sure at some point someone will look back in like at the PlayStation PS4 and be like Fucking hell, that looks no, dog shit. What's yeah. going on? Like, Granddad. when everything looks more real than we are real. <laughs> when you're plugging chips into your brain. Yeah, it's like, ah. And you're like, what? I used to sit there and play it with a, you know, with like a, a, a joypad. Yeah. Instead, now I live it. And now I live it, yeah. It's I live it. <laughs> what's, so, what's your final one? Because you piggybacked. But that's I piggybacked. Not, no, that's not my it's not. It, I was going to change that to my Alien Trilogy was going to change. I made a last minute, because I was thinking, I'd been thinking all day, like, there's a game in my head, like an old style PlayStation 1 game that I used to love as like a horror game. One of them I thought of before, you know, was like Doom or even Doom 3, things like that, where I thought, oh yeah, but I don't think I was into it enough to be like, yes, that's definitely my choice. Can I take a shot? Yeah. Nightmare Creatures. No. No. I haven't played Nightmare Creatures. Nightmare Creatures is fucking awesome. <laughs> Mine, my, actually, in fact, my, my last choice is not um, not majorly, I mean, it's definitely got horrific elements, but it's not really necessary. It's kind of more of an action game. Okay. It's a horror game. Yeah. Right. But it's that. But I, it's just, it, it's pretty much like my favorite game franchise of all time. It's Gears of War. Okay. That's Xbox. So you're not really Xbox. No, so, I've never played. You know, um, but it's it's just I just I just love the experience of playing it, and it's got such amazing imagery, and the creatures are so, and the way that you can violate them <laughs> is just it was just one of those games, and it was um, so yeah. Mine is Gears of War. Um, I haven't. I haven't played the most recent ones because I don't have an Xbox One or Xbox. You know, no, I haven't had the last. Yeah. I had Xbox 360. Any of the ones that came out on Xbox 360, I played. Was it the first three that came out on Xbox 360? Yeah, and then I think I pl- might have played the fourth one because um, one of our friends had, <laughs> had yeah. an Xbox. So I played that with him. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely with the first three at least, that was kind of like when I had an Xbox instead. I had a playstation 2 i think i got a playstation 3 after i had an xbox 360 yeah so i think i had the xbox 360 first i did um and then i got red ring of death three times in a row oh fuck yeah yeah so i jumped yeah and then since then i jumped to playstation yeah once i jumped to the playstation it became fully like oh no i'm good i'm good just a playstation yeah um and i just yeah i in general just think they've got better exclusive it's just easier for me to play i prefer the controllers all those kind of things um but some i mean it's it's, there's those people who were like console wars and stuff like that which is a redundant mindset for me anyway yeah. if i had the money i probably i probably would get an xbox series x or whatever oh, yeah. but unfortunately i just don't have the money for it oh yeah like but this is the thing i love I, like even this franchise alone i love this franchise enough to actually just have one just because i want to play these games anymore. yeah so I, I, this is how much i really have just been drawn to these games and it's it's that so I've got no thing. I would have all three, but for me that would be even more fucking redundant because I don't play one. I have yeah. a I have a Nintendo Switch and I have a PlayStation Four, 
And for some reason inside, I really want a PlayStation 5. And I at one point considered it. And then I thought for myself for a second. I was like, right, you have a Nintendo Switch, which you didn't need. And you played like fucking, I don't know, <laughs> probably single digit amount yeah. of times. So why the fuck are you considering buying a 500, 600 pound console that is then just going to be basically... Oh, we can watch Netflix on that. <laughs> so, yeah, because for you, it's a Netflix player. I'm sure the last time we played together was when me, you, and Dan played uh, uh, Cold War Zombies. Yeah. Early part of the year, maybe. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? Much more like lockdown kind of time. Lockdown when I had a time. bit of extra time. Uh, but yeah, that was like it. That's how little time I have. But anyway, Gears of War. So, one thing with Gears of War for starters is, I mean, I. Um, I don't know if I ever t- I've told the story about how I got an Xbox to you. I don't know if I've ever told it on here. I don't think you have. So, so regale us. Regale is with our tale of the Xbox. So, um, so back in back in the day, um, I was more I was younger, so I wanted a Wii. <laughs> you know, not an <laughs> yeah, Xbox like... 360. I wanted a, a Wii. I already had a play. I already you know I had the PlayStation Two, and I was drawn in by the Nintendo games and stuff like that. You, the, I the did Mii want Sports an Xbox, in, but my brother wanted one, so I was like, "Well, my brother gets the Xbox, and I can just use the Xbox, and then I'll just have a Wii because uh, <laughs> for your Wii Fit." Such a weird fucking <laughs> phrase. Whoever the called it that, it's still like I'll have a Wii, but um, but anyway, I had pretty much the 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 best I have because um. I think my dad took me to a Killers concert, who were like one of my favorite bands on yeah. the same night. And then I got home and he got he'd got me the Nintendo Wii was waiting after I'd had it for like <laughs> Christmas. I was meant to get it, but there was the Wii was though huge though. It was yeah, such a backlog. It was massive. I didn't get that until that was the following year after. But at Christmas, I was lucky enough to be told, I'm getting a Wii. I got the told about these killers tickets. And on the same day, he was like he was my dad was adamant to me and my brother, like, you can't open, you have to open them at the exact same time. We opened them, we we're both like, we both have an Xbox three sixty. What the fuck? That's Why do we most... both have an Xbox three sixty? Yeah, that's the most like two thousand and mid 2000s like story, story. Yeah, i went yeah, to I a killer's show killer's concert we and an xbox yeah. 360 i don't know what other fucking things i can tell you probably you dead i've just been watching the star wars prequels and, yeah <laughs> you know um but yeah all of those things and um I was like, how the fuck? My dad had basically like got the he got us both an Xbox 360 by the fact that Amazon. This is literally back when Amazon began. Like this was early Amazon oh, yeah, days. I um, and they had delivered it to my dad's house, my brother's, and they decided to leave it on his porch in the rain. Oh. So it, the box was absolutely fine, but my dad was so pissed off he rang them up and said because he hadn't signed for it, so he yeah. just rang them up and said, I didn't get shit. It's not there anymore. Damn, he was just like he was so pissed off he was like that so they sent him another xbox with all of the stuff with it which came with which was when gears of war was like gears of war was like that one of their huge it was, openings it was. and hey. gears of war is even one of the things that was shown to just purely because the advert do you remember the advert yeah. for gears of war because that was such a huge campaign it was like a live action they said it? like that was part of what boosted the sales of the xbox is, is people wanted to play that game that was in like an exclusive for it at the time yeah the whole exclusive gears of war package and stuff so we both got you know the whole package the controllers the, the you know extra controllers the gears of war game all of that kind of stuff and you know it was too like the the, the trailer is in it's, it's such a it was such an amazingly shot one it was one of those few times you get them all the time these big cinematic trailers yeah but it's like one of the first time you really got a huge cinematic trailer for a game and it was this big epic you know through the apocalyptic world and you yeah. got a marcus phoenix character but it was all set in such a sad 
Mad World, which was a huge hit. Um, not the original, obviously. It was the redone yeah. version that became like a huge like Christmas. In fact, it was the Christmas number one that year. Really? Yeah, it was. It's sort of like that. It was like a number one song, and I'm pretty sure it was a Christmas number one that year. It was such a big. Anytime you had any sad thing, pretty much for the next few years, Mad World was the one that played on the soundtrack. <laughs> Gary Jules, because of that redone. Is is it Gary Jules? The I'm original? Sure no. Or is that the Tears redone? for Fears? Is the original. Oh, Tears for Fears. Yeah, but then right, Gary right. Jules did the piano one because I yeah. always remember that there was two versions. There was. Donnie Darko, and you yeah, knew oh, yeah, if you knew if you got the if you got the not good copy, you had Mad World yeah. at the start, and if you had the the good copy, the one you're supposed to watch, it opened up with a uh, Killing Moon. Oh yeah, that's yeah. how you knew you had the right Donnie Darko. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. So yeah, but it was a huge fit at that time. But just that music, the dun, 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 yeah, and just the whole big cinematic and seeing like these creatures and like it was such a it was a downer of a trailer. It was visually amazing, but it was also like a really sad cinematic trailer. Um, but that absolutely that was the only game the only reason I wanted an Xbox was because of that game yeah and literally once I played it and weirdly for me so this sounds again this is so fucking 2000s but again actually it's an album I absolutely, absolutely love so at the same time as that I think I got that and I also got given uh, My Chemical Romance Black Parade album, hell of an album uh, which I absolutely love and it became my soundtrack every time I play those games I have to play my Chemical Romance Black Parade, the whole album basically on repeat. Because <laughs> so I don't know why, but they line up in my mind, they line up perfectly as games. The the heavy, like kind of rockiness of it, the you know, the darker tone at times, and sometimes the more like humorous side in the Black Parade album. Yeah. It all kind of comes together into this awesome when you're like rushing through things or like speeding or just you know, and the real horror element comes out of the creatures that you get. You get some disgusting kind of creatures coming out of the different like worm creatures. Some of them, I'm not saying all of them are horrific, but also the way that literally the chainsaw move where you can oh, literally yeah. split them just becomes literally all you want to do all the time is just split them. But characters get killed off in quite like bloody gruesome ways where they get like bit in half and pulled apart. I always remember the bats or something like that that would get you if you went into like a dark area or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you had that there. kind of dark shadows. And you have loads of like, although you have lots of big heavy action scenes where, yeah, you're getting blasted in like a courtyard and you've got to like make your way across stealth-wise, you also had lots of really creepy like where you're in like the middle of an old mansion and something and you're having to sneak through and you don't know. Or you had things where you're like going through lakes of lava, but then there was some kind of tentacled disgusting creature and you don't know where it was going to pop out and you had to like basically be completely yeah. random as where you're going. So it would keep you on like suspenseful kind of edge of your seat at the same time as having like horror. But also, as I admitted at the start, it is also very much an action game. But it's it's very much built in this kind of dark, apocalyptic kind of world at the same time. Yeah, It's weird because it's lava and stuff like that. It seems quite colourful, but the characters are all quite dark. And I always, I just really love the stories as well. The story is quite like one of my, like that I really love. So yeah, Gears of War. This That's my thing. You know, there were lots of other great games and I could have talked, as I said, Doom 3, where I have a whole thing where I bought Doom 3 for PC, not realizing what a fucking noob I was that you need to have a good PC <laughs> for that. So I played it on a really shitty, laggy computer trying to play this high graphic game. Well, I think everyone did that, didn't they? Because you know? I just wanted to play because I heard how fucking terrifying it was. And it was pretty fucking scary, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody did that, though. I remember trying to play, like, early 
2000, early 2000s games on my thing and just not working at all. Man. It was one of those, if you, were in, if you were like a computer, oh, you were in the know, you knew that your game was not going to work. But apart from that, you were just like, oh, it's a game. It works on my PlayStation, surely. I've got a computer, stick it in. It, it, <laughs> it works, work, surely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you pay no attention to the big sign that was normally on there that says, you need this level graphics card. I don't know what that means. So I'm yeah. shove, <laughs> he's literally, I'm going to shove it in uh, anyway and hope for the best. I do you remember when um, it would be like... Uh, you would you would have to have like multi like like three discs to install it to install. That was it. what get Doom was. It was yeah. freaking. It was like it might have even been more than three discs. It was <laughs> it was packed. I was like, okay, just doing that for ages, like working out what the fuck yeah, I was doing. Fucking mental, man. And thinking, is this even going to work? And have I just wasted all of my money? Yeah. Because <laughs> once you open the thing, you can because it has yeah. it has the tag on it. So if you open the tag, broke the label on the box, then they you couldn't return, you couldn't return it. it now. So it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I think because it was so laggy, I think I played it a bit. And then it was like, oh, I can't play this. That's what happened to me. I remember <laughs> playing uh, System Shock 2. And then that was, and then I could just get to one bit and then it would just like wouldn't work because I didn't install it properly or something. Yeah. I think, Mental. I think it was because also Doom 3 like partially so I was like Doom 3 partially works so then I went out and I think I bought the Sims like whatever yeah. the Sims 2 or whatever or you know, whichever one it was on the like and it was like oh well come on the Sims is not nearly the same kind of graphics it'll work <laughs> Sims wouldn't work at fucking all it was just like no. Yeah. <laughs> it was like rotten. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my one to finish off is um, it's a game that I actually completely uh, stumbled upon by accident. Um, and I forgot about it for a long period of time. I probably forgot about it for like 10 years. <laughs> and then I just randomly remembered it. Like it was in the back of my mind. And I watched this video and it was like, yeah, again, it was somebody who does like 10 like games that are like 10 Gears of War ripoffs, yeah. and one of them was um, ten Resident Evil ripoffs, and this game was in there, and it reminded me of it because um, when I was when I was kind of young, um, I I had my um, my best friend at the time OJ um, who got married you know a few months ago. We gave him a shout out on the show, shout <laughs> out for this as well because we used to play all these games together. Yeah, um, and this was a game called Obscure. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But it's it sounds familiar. It's very uh, yeah. It's very early two thousands. <laughs> I think it was released in two thousand and four, and it's set at a high school. The theme for it was some forty one still waiting, <laughs> and it opened up with an absolute class video. It was like one of these CGI videos introducing the characters. Um, I'm going to read the characters out because then you'll see just how kind of like. Um, just how early 2000s it is um but oh i have seen this yeah. game before playstation 2 yeah playstation 2 yeah, yeah. um and you, you had josh carter who was the um he was the like school pay you know he was the school journalist um and it would be him on the bleachers like watching then you had a guy called stanley jones who had like a beanie you know like when you have like a long sleeve top under a short sleeve yeah, top he wore say. that and he was like the stoner you had um you had Kenny Matthews, who was like the varsity dude. Um, um, a guy. They his, all perfectly. I'm looking at. Yeah. They all perfectly match like that a kind stereotype. Of stereotypical thing. kind of early 2000s. What else was it? too. The, the the graphics actually, I think, are quite good. Yeah, but it was this really cool um, kind of game where it kind of. Yeah, it, you I could... do love the way this cover literally says, featuring the music of some 41 and Span. Yeah. I don't know who, <laughs> don't span, know who is, span is. But I'm sure they were big. <laughs> but they were featured in it. 
Um, and it's just this really cool game because it takes place in a high school. Um, and it is very Resident Evil in the terms of that. It kind of has, you know, it's this um, fixed camera angles, you know, yeah. following you from up high. But the really cool thing was um, there was five characters and you could play it cooperatively. So you could play it with a mate and me and OJ used to play it. And what we used to do is we used to stay up really late in the, you know, on a weekend playing these games to two, three in the morning Yeah, with a horror game. It would just add to it. And back then, like you couldn't just YouTube what you had to do on your phone. So you were trying different things. And oh, had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember having to buy strategy? Strategy like, guides. Yeah. I remember doing that for uh, metal gear solid two, when I got really fucking stuck. I was like, yeah. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to have to buy it. Cause I'm so stuck. Yeah. Do you remember the um, <laughs> sons of Liberty? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the discs that you had to put in that, had to, that could have the cheats on and then you could download them to your memory card? Oh yeah. 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 yeah you could even get memory sticks like memory that. Sticks like when that. you said the disc you had to put in, I was thinking of um, on PlayStation two, did you have to have to have the disc cleaner? The, the disc that you'd put in that would literally clean the inside because it would yeah. get so fucking dusty. I had, a, I had a plan. <laughs> so OJ taught me a trick for that. What we used to do, we used to call it, we, it used to be like we were operating. So what we would do is we would fill a sink with cold water and then we would take a disc and we'd hold it upside down so the silver side was up and we would submerge it in the water for 10 seconds. Then we would bring it up and we'd get a piece of tissue and we'd go from the centre outwards cleaning it like you know in fluid motions and then we would dry it with a towel and usually that would get the game going and we just remember always having to do that oh i remember like because again like playstation 2 for scratches on disc if it got the slightest scratch it was like no fuck yeah. you i'm not doing it anymore like it, literally it was just, awful especially like i remember dvds the second it got scratched like, it's not gonna work it would just skip skip skip, skip. yeah it's nightmare man but going back to back obscure, the <laughs> um, it was it was just this this great element because all of the characters had their own unique skills that they could do so like the stoner could lock pick and could get into like lockers and stuff like that um and then each character could do their own thing they could each die and then like you wouldn't be able to play them again so you could get different endings depending on how many people were alive um there was a really cool mechanic where the enemies were shrouded in darkness so you had to like shine a light on them so one person would have to shine a light the other would have to shoot them or you could tape a gun to um camera uh, flashlight to your gun or another cool thing was you could in the classrooms and around the school you could break the windows and it would shine light in but the more like as you play through the game it got to night yeah. so like you know there were more monsters around and it was just this really like fucking cool gem that we we just somehow i don't know how we got it <laughs> or where we got it from but we just stumbled upon it and it's it, probably one of them that became like a cheap like oh just buy it for a couple of cross or someone bought it really cheap or you know and it's just it was just this really cool game that we stumbled on um i think you can get it on steam i mean i don't do pc games but you can get it on steam unfortunately the license for still waiting ran out so that's not on there anymore i don't know about the music of span <laughs> they might still be on there but it, it was just this really kind of it was just this really cool game and it brought this a kind of new kind of twist to this yeah. kind of familiar survival horror story because instead of being you know like 
police officers or special agents or anything like that. Which it was often more wore. to that kind of teen teen horror. teen horror. You were but we were getting yeah. in the films, so it felt like, like f- we were getting that in a game. It felt nice. very much like a fa- like the fact. I do love I love a horror a horror game, and I wish we'd get a few a, like a bit more of like ones when it's literally kind of like films bought into a game kind of yeah. context. Well, we've had a few of those, and I'm surprised. You know, there's certain the. There's one um, Friday the Thirteenth that yeah, we didn't honorable you know, mention. Honorable mention. Might discuss it more in depth another time. We have discussed it before, though. How much we love it. Yeah, and um, they're making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, those kind of styles where they bring the movies into like. But yeah, I would love to have more like teen slasher, teen ones like that kind of. Games I always thought Scream like would be a good adaption. Yeah, I think so. I, Similar I, to I something like, like Until do... Dawn. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Until dawn, but it would also be cool with multiple different endings, yeah, but different killers. Yeah, that would so be it cool. could be different killers depending on how events happen or things that happen to characters. Yeah, even if you chose like things like based on which backstories you choose changes the characters' intentions yeah. and choices. So yeah, there could be an amazing one. I think for that would make a really cool one. Scream or something in a similar vein. I know yeah, you so did like last obscure, summer. Yeah, so like in school brought into the modern day. Well, yeah, it could be really cool. It's quite nice that we've got a full circle here because I kind of feel like Until Dawn and Obscure kind of are like different generations. They kind of are together, different styles. Like yeah, Until Dawn's kind of obscure brought up to modern day, whereas kind of, you yeah. know closer to modern day. It's quite old now, but yeah, but it still is. I don't know. This just they, I think that the hot. I mean. The the horror genre is just amazingly done in video games because it, yeah. you know, we we uh, we can have this sense of powerlessness and similar to a movie. I mean, it's it's a bit it's a bit more engaged than a movie. In a movie, it it you know movies move along regardless of our input. Whereas when you're playing a horror video game, you know, particularly if I'm thinking of um like Resident Evil Village recently. Um, there's some parts in it where it's like, I'm loving the game and I'm loving the whole overall story and I want to find out what's going on, but it's not a film where I can sit there. I have to take the decision to walk through that door yeah. and I have to defend myself and I have to survive. I think it would be like we're getting, I mean, like we're getting with um, the Friday the 13th game, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. I think there's, there's, there's definitely scope to try these things. Did you ever play any of the um, the Telltale games? So The Walking Dead and uh, Game of Thrones and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I played The Walking Dead and yeah. not the Game of Thrones one, but I did Walking Dead and the, ba- the Batman. The Batman. And I think stuff like that and like Until Dawn, where you could adapt a whole, you could adapt something like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer or The Faculty. Yeah, these yeah. kind of stories lend them would lend themselves so well for adaption, and I think it would. We have this problem. I mean, if you've listened to our past two episodes, I definitely recommend going and checking them out. You might be a bit burnt out on Resident Evil, <laughs> um, but we have this we have this relationship where films will often adapt video games, but it's very rare that video games will be adaptions of films. I mean, yeah. we do, you get movie tie-ins, but that's those, yeah, we you don't get, get them so much, but it would be like, like uh, fucking, De- Dead Till Daylight has got a lot. Of, Dead by Daylight. Dead by, has, daylight, yeah, Dead by daylight, daylight has some of them, but unfortunately, like the, I, I even love Dead by like, Daylight. Or, yeah. they're, they're only, but they are only like, it's like scratch surface level. Yeah. It's like visual versions of the characters, but in general, they're not exactly perfect no. versions of the characters. Unlike Friday the 13th, which was a pretty perfect adaption of both the characters 
like victims and yeah. Jason. Each game was like having your own new Friday the Thirteenth movie almost, you know. Yeah. And we had some fucking hell of a times on that. Yeah, awesome times. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I I, get, I I would love to see. I mean, Scream is one that I definitely would love to see. I would love to see how they would do that. Yeah, um, especially like we said, an Until Dawn kind of style version where you have got kind of the interactive like where you get to be playing as the character. Yeah, maybe a little bit more than sometimes the Tato ones. You're not completely in control, are you? I remember. Is it more like choices than it, it is? You get it's a mixture of both, bit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that could also work as well, like to tell stories and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there are some films and and like you were saying about films and stuff like that, I just think in general though, and this I think it's true. It's still also true as unlike we've said before with, with like horror films, I do think that they are the most immersive of all genres. You know, yeah. outside of ones, outside of films that really maybe make you emotional or feel something, yeah, you know, string at you in that way. Apart from that, I just don't think, you know, action films can hype you up and, you know, animations, they can make you feel things and stuff like that. But horror is the only one where it's kind of like you start to really be like, if especially good ones when you're drawn to characters, yeah. you really start to feel like them every turn that they take, every movement. You're like, what is going to happen to them? So where is it? And your kind of body's part of that reaction. And then when you get to, when you get a good horror game, when you get to be the one that fully is in charge of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why we said about like at the beginning groups and stuff like that. It's like, that's why it works so well for like groups of people because everyone can have their different reactions with it. And in games, we can have the same thing where everyone will take it different ways. Some people yeah. might not be scared of it, but they'll love the adrenaline of trying to do it or, or they'll just find it fucking hilarious because they don't find any of it any good, but they also think, ah, oh, this is fun. It's like, but they're involved. Genres. Yeah, yeah. You're involved in the action. So yeah, it, it, I just think yeah, it's it's an amazing thing, and I know that we'll probably return to this because Robbie's a major get video game fan. I am, and there's but loads. Of there's games loads of other games we could talk about, or games that are coming up. Um, and also, I think in general, we'd like to we're cast me to hell. We're a horror podcast, but we're not a horror necessarily a horror film podcast. There's no. other areas we'd like to delve into. You know, there's some amazing books and stuff out there. There's amazing games. There's amazing other kinds of areas that horror touches on yeah. that we'd like to kind of occasionally I think touch on you know I was about to say touch up I know right in my head no please <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna touch you all up <laughs> yeah um but no I think well I guess that kind of concludes doesn't it you know? what concludes our video game our, our first foray into video games um and as always you can find us on social media uh we're on twitter and instagram at cmdh podcast um come and let us know some of your favorite horror video games um any memories you have about the ones that we brought up in this episode um as always hit the subscribe button um so that way you get the episodes as soon as they're released and if you leave us a review that always helps and we'll be releasing a um a very festive um treat for you guys shortly so if it's not before christmas we hope that you have a good christmas um and We'll see you soon for a festive little bit of fun. Goodbye.